Hey, Steve. Hey, Chris. So, you know, there... With with the whole Mass Effect thing going wait, on, wait, and wait, with wait, 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 wait. The, uh, uh, I, I just I need I need to say something first. This is going to be the best podcast we've ever done. Maybe the no! best one that anyone's ever done. Don't do that. You overhype the audience, which is exactly what the episode is. But they just they need to know that this. They is, need to know it's not hype. It's not hype. It's real. It's hype. Believe it. Hype. So what were you saying? Go ahead. <laughs> As I was saying, uh, all the feedback about Mass Effect Andromeda and seeing the Justice League trailer and even watching the uh, the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer, I was just thinking about the nature of hype right now and how, I mean, I don't hate hype. I mean, I love, for example, E3 and E3 is nothing but a hype machine, a hype, a hype locomotion even. <laughs> and yet... I love it, but at the same time, I feel like that's part, like, there. there's marketing, and now marketing isn't just about letting people know that your stuff's there. It's about hyping, like, people need to be excited. It's like the beginning of Scrooge, right? When he's sitting there like, people need to watch it! <laughs> like, well, actually, I think it's, I think the, the second trailer for... Spider-Man: Homecoming, along yeah, which with just came the out, Justice yeah. League trailer, actually provide a, a little bit of of a good juxtaposition here, because now it's just it's, it's a second trailer versus the first trailer, so it's not necessarily a fair fair comparison and different franchises. Well, there was the Comic Con trailer but, for right, Justice League, yeah. So the, the Spider-Man: Homecoming trailer, it it told you about the characters. You know, you've got Tony Stark as someone as a father you figure. You've got, hey, you've got You've got Peter Parker, and he's trying to be Spider-Man, but maybe he's not doing that great of a job right now, or he's he's overreaching when there's Avengers in the world to handle Avengers problems. Exactly. And they showed you so the first you act, get, the second act, get, and the third act. They showed you all three acts in that trailer. Well, I don't, don't need know. to maybe see that movie another, anymore, man. Maybe there's another. Maybe there is a third act after that. Maybe they're only showing you through. Like, oh, you the mean there's a fourth act? act? fourth act the fifth act the, who knows how many acts it doesn't really act. start until the eighth act i tell you what but anyway so my point being that then you look at the justice league trailer yeah, the spider-man what gave away a lot of the plot but it, it had some it had some character it let you know this is what the movie's about this is the tone of the it movie, gave you emotional grounding. The, the justice league trailer was like aquaman cyborg Flash, Batman, hype, 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 hype. You forgot That's Wonder Woman, you misogynist. Uh, Wonder pig. Woman, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I get what you mean, though, because that's, I mean, that's the thing. I've never been a big DC Comics guy. I like Batman, and I like a lot of the villains from DC. I don't like DC Comics, so. I'm seeing Aquaman and Wonder Woman and The Flash, and it's like, uh, I can't get excited. Like, I, like they want me to be hyped, though. The very nature of the trailer is like, look at this. Aquaman's riding the Batmobile. He's jumping. He's stabbing things. Isn't this going to be great? Believe the hype. And it's like, I, 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 okay, it's Jason Momoa being Jason Momoa. I mean, but, uh, the, the, like, 
the Spider-Man trailer, again, I'm not saying this is a totally fair comparison as far as the movies go, but the Spider-Man trailer was like, it was a movie trailer. It told you about the movie. The Justice League trailer was like what happens in a locker room before a basketball <laughs> game. Like... <laughs> Or, or, or at, at, at a very crucial moment in a Mighty Ducks film. Exactly. Quack, 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 quack. quack. I want to start putting that over trailers now. Just quack, 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 quack. <laughs> Recut trailers to the... Uh, okay. Um, no, but... Uh, no, that's actually a very good point. That is a very good point because, as you said, like, the one thing I will give the Spider-Man Homecoming trailers, yeah, it showed me too much of the film, but it's trying to tell you it's not trying to get you excited because oh man look at spider-man and he's doing all these spider-man things and yeah spider-man webs and stuff and wall crawling no it's here's peter parker as spider-man trying to be a hero but he can't be because he's still young and tony stark's not giving him a chance and it's like okay so we have character i have character here whereas i mean yeah aquaman's there Aquaman looks cool. Eh? Cyborg still looks silly. Dude, but, okay, wait, hold on. Wait, what, like, what's... Is that, like, the final CG in on Cyborg in, like, a major, <laughs> huge-budget blockbuster superhero movie? Like... I hope not. It, it looks like... I mean, I think the CW has put out better effects on a, you know, on, like, a Tuesday night. Um... No, see, we got to break away from this because technically we're not talking about hype. We are talking about yeah, failed attempts at hype. Anyway. And yes, we I... are being a bunch of typical internet nerds talking about, like, trailers and overanalyzing. But no, 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 no. What I, I want to get more to is Mass Effect Andromeda. Mass Effect Andromeda announced itself years ago. And by years ago, I mean, like, two or three Long enough ago that it felt like, oh man, that's gonna be that, that's gonna be out there. Like it's gonna take a while before that game's released. I was actually surprised at how soon it was coming out when it came out. Well, I I think there's a lot of people that might agree that it could have taken another year or so. Um, and not just in the animations, which is what the, the biggest thing you hear people talk about is the animations. But evidently the game's glitchy, it's bugged. There's other issues with like there's issues with the writing, and. I, I mean, I haven't played it, I don't, and honestly, at this point, I just don't care about Mass Effect. I was never huge into the series to begin with. I'm, I'm a big fan. I've got to, I've got to download it. I haven't started it yet, though. I, I, I liked Mass Effect One, Two, Three. They were all flawed in very different ways. the The series never hit the potential I thought it could after the first one. But that's the thing. Like, I, I liked them, but I just. Well, we've already Everything. established I like dialogue trees. So yeah, I was we did, I'm, we did. I'm hyped for dialogue trees. I want to get into it. Uh, I don't know. Tell where to me go about with your that. parents. So- <laughs> oh, they're dead. I'm so sorry. Wait, is this a Justice League game now? I don't know. Are you playing as Aquaman? <laughs> but um, no, the the. I mean, what I mean to say though is. By re- announcing the game that early, and they intentionally, uh, uh, and some ways understand because it's a marketing thing. You want to make sure you know people don't forget about it. I can't help but wonder though if maybe it would have been better if they didn't actually 
announce the game until maybe last year. Don't like like maybe let people know. Okay, it's 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 coming. It's in development. But every year you're showing little bits and little bits and trying to get people fired up to like, oh yeah, Mass Effect's coming. Mass Effect's coming. And now that it's hit, it's like because it is not worth that year's worth of time of hype. I mean, even if it's a good game, that's the thing. It's a good game. And when you intentionally hype something in this fashion, people want it to be more than good. People want it to be innovative. They want it to be, like, amazing and everything. So even if Mass Effect is, even if all of its flaws, like, Eurogamer.com had a piece defending the difficulty of facial animations, for example. And when you have, when you, when you have in, in consideration that this is a character that you're customizing, who's got the facial animation quirks, right. it's like, okay, I can understand because we are next gen. We have a lot of stuff to worry about that uh, Xbox 360 and PS3 didn't have to. So, okay, I get it. But at the same time, it's like people were expecting this to blow them out of the water. And it doesn't. And maybe it helps to remove some of that whole huge marketing aspect. I mean, think about like how like a lot of people didn't expect the Nintendo Switch to come out in March because they didn't actually have anything on it until what October of last year. That's five months for a new system, and yet yeah. that short span of time they're able to give out little bits of information over those five months, and then. It, it, it worked. People were hyped. People got the system. I have the system. I kind of don't. It sounds wanna... like they're having shortage. They're going to have shortages for months still. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I have no. I, I sit here and I look at my PS4 and I'm like, why would I even turn you on? I can't pick you up and take you with me. <laughs> Just stuck there, you worthless piece of crap. But I mean, that, that that's. That's kind of how it works. I mean, they, they, instead of having to wait so long where all this, and that's the thing too, like how, how, how often do you have something that's announced for years and there's news that it's like, oh man, maybe this is a sign of trouble development. I don't know. I have misgivings. Uh, it's, yeah. I mean, maybe this is more of a marketing. That's, that's true. I mean, you get, you get a little desensitized by your last guardians and your final fantasy versus 13s and all these other things that like. You know, had a ten-year-plus development time. I mean, so maybe this it, is the genius of Half-Life Three, right? Like, it's just going to come out randomly, like a frog fracture is kind of the deal. People are going to discover it, and it's going you're to be going to log into Steam on like a Saturday evening, and all of a sudden, Half-Life Three. Not even like Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday when afternoon. everyone's at work. Like nobody cares. The first person to discover it is Australian. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. that's, I mean, like the the fact that there's a there's a whole bunch of mystery to Half Life Three only makes people want it and hype for it more. Because even now uh, there are people predicting that this is the year, man. This is the year they announce it. This the, is not going to happen. The, yeah, the, the mystery. There's no mystery of Half Life Three. Half Life Three is never coming. <laughs> that's not like a mystery. There's nothing to it. It's just never happening. You, you, we don't get an ending. Doesn't matter. But anyway. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, even if you just tell people, you let people know you're working on something, don't show them anything. Yeah. Well, though at the is... same time, that could also be dangerous because now people, will, they create the sequel in their heads. They don't need to see it. 
<laughs> I don't know. Like, well, and that's the, oh, here's uh, here's another issue. So, so I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes. Um, which has received nearly universal praise. Um, ever wasn't since, announced until wasn't announced until last summer. Yeah, ever since the announcement. Um, now I think to some degree that near universal praise has actually hurt my impression of the game because there are the places that I feel like it's lacking it it just is not living up to I think if I were coming at it with a clean slate right it's not there's not any need for for hype or anything else if there, if there was no hype I'd coming out with a clean slate I think I would appreciate it more than if I'm coming at it expecting like, oh, this is like the best reviewed game of the year and everyone's so hyped for it. And I'm like, well, like these battles either like, you know, you just do dodge, dodge, arrow, dodge, dodge, fire arrow, dodge, dodge, different arrow, you know throw down a trap, hide, dodge, dodge. Like, well, and I mean, just... if we're going to be fair, I mean, I, I, just to play devil's advocate here, I mean, how many shooters end up being shoot, shoot, duck behind cover, shoot, shoot, and yet they're still fun? No, that's true. I, I just, I think, that, again, that's what I'm saying. I think I might be less, if I wasn't expecting, and I also got all this stuff about how hard it is. There were several reviews, and it's not hard. Yeah, game reviewers tend to be terrible at the games they're reviewing. Yeah, it's not hard. <laughs> I thought game re- like I thought game reviewers were supposed to be good at games. It's not hard. No, no, that's why they write about them rather than like esports or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, so, I mean, so, I am like, being I a smart ass. So the hype, the hype up, both from you know, I can't blame a Guerrilla Games too much on this one. I don't feel like they were overhyping it, but from the the gaming press. And everything else gave me this impression, and it maybe even maybe the game was that is that good, but because I'm expecting it, I'm holding it up here, way up high. You can't see my hand, listeners. You know, uh, <laughs> NSA, who's listening into this conversation. <laughs> um, but oh, they can because they're tapped my Mac too, and they can see through my. Oh, man, I'm screwed. Um, <laughs> But anyway, the, I, I'm holding it up here so that the hype has kind of ruined it. Like kind of like you're saying with with Mass Effect, like if if they had released, you know, non-related sci-fi space RPG and given it an appropriate amount of hype, everyone would probably be like, "Oh, this is so great! This is like a spiritual successor to the Mass Effect series, and it improves on all these aspects of Mass Effect." I do wonder about that, actually. Like, if, let's say this was not a Mass Effect title, I mean, it would still be Bioware. Mm-hmm. But let's say it's a Bioware game, not a Mass Effect, a brand new IP, and the facial animations are what they are. Would people be as angry? And I, I, I oh, Did I watch a video? Did I read an article? I think I watched a good video that also posited uh, forth the idea that... um. If it weren't for the EA early access, this stuff wouldn't have also dominated the conversation nearly so badly. Yeah, that, I think that's what killed it was in the in the run up. So nobody, you know, I didn't. Nobody had the game yet except for reviewers and EA early access. 
and already you were getting hit with the the gifs of the janky animations and all these reports bugs and stuff glitches of all the other bugs and glitches and that I think that doesn't help your impression when you're trying to generate hype and you're getting you get this tra trail of yeah this means we have three factors though when it comes to hype we have the corporate machine which in some ways because because again to to counter um justice league and even what my issues with spider-man you have the original avengers trailers and the original avengers trailers had like uh, Joss Whedon directed a lot of that movie with the intent for the trailers because they wanted to hype you for seeing these heroes on one film and it worked partially because we had already seen them separately unlike the Justice League film but the hype still worked that that trailer did its job it got people excited and that was its goal so there's the corporate machine element of it but then there is the press and the fan angle and they're sometimes they're the same thing like right now how how much bad from anybody do you really hear about breath of the wild oh nothing only that breath of the wild fans were apparently like review bombing uh horizon, horizon zero, zero dawn, zero dawn. <laughs> that's the Your worst fans. thing i've heard about about breath of the wild is that some nintendo fans are jerks uh oh yeah the, well i mean the Maybe one day we'll get into the vague, vague world of fandom and... Anyways, um, identity politics, but... <laughs> Please, let's never talk about identity <laughs> politics. <laughs> I mean, that is technically what part of what it is, but... No, I mean, yeah, there, there are, of course, fans, and, and that's part of the whole Mass Effect and Dramata thing as well. You're going to have fans that, no matter what, are going to defend the game. They're going to stand by it. They're going to be like, no, uh, this is great. This is good stuff. And there are people that are going to be on the opposite spectrum. This is the worst thing ever. And here's all the nitpicks that I will choose to justify my per perspective. Yeah. And somewhere in the middle is everyone else. Yeah. Now, do you think there's... We're talking about the fans. I almost feel like there are two... Excuse me, there are two types of fans for a lot of these, especially these big budget games. There are, like, your fanboys, um, with an I. One word, F-A-N-B-O. You're, you're leaving out the women again, Steve. Come on, man. And, uh, fangirls as well. Um, also with an I. Girl. G-I-R-L. Well, that's... Fangirl. Fan um... <laughs> It's supposed um, and to then be, I think, have... G-R-R-R-L. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have your sort of... I don't want to call them toxic fans, but maybe they're kind of toxic fans. These are the people... These are the people that, that have purchased every Mass Effect game, say. And, you know, maybe they really love Mass Effect 1 or they love Mass Effect 2. But all they've had to say about anything else Mass Effect related since was negative. Like, oh, like, this Mass Effect 2 dumbed down the combat, and these loyalty missions aren't all they're cracked up to be, and Mass Effect 3 just made everything pointless, and, and, but they're buying the games, and they're talking about the games, but there's a, there's a toxicity to it as well, where they're like, they're, they're clearly fans. They've, they're invested, and 
Like these are the people like in comic book world, say these are the people who you know subscribed to five different ten different comics when DC did New 52. Uh, but every week they complain about like, every one of them. But they yeah, like every week they were like, "Oh, like New 52 Superman his suit is so stupid and like what's with that collar? I hate that collar." And where you know what I mean? So there's that I feel like those are those they're those toxic fans too. I am kind of reminded of a line from Straight Outta Compton where they're watching the people break and bust and burn the CDs and Easy es just like, as far as, I ca- as far as I care, they can do whatever they want with them. They bought them. With the joke being that, you know, okay, yeah, you, you gave us money so you could do this. Right. Like, thank you. Like J.K. Rowling. Like, yeah, please burn yeah. Harry Potter. Please, please burn and buy another copy and burn that one. Exactly. <laughs> And how much of that? How much of that add to hype too? Where you you generate some, like, I don't know. You go on Kotaku or something like that, and they've got, like, in addition to the normal coverage of Mass Effect, now you've got like three articles about Mass Effect's facial animation. And is there such a thing as bad publicity in this case? Like, I'm still reading again about Mass Effect. Um, you know, maybe I'm reading about how Mass Effect isn't as good as The Witcher, because it's not, because The Witcher 3 is the best game ever made, I think, probably, the more I think about it. I mean, I think technically, yes, there is bad publicity, because even if there's an awareness, the bad publicity of Two Human and everything following that of Dennis Dyack has not helped him one little bit. So for some mm. people, some people, well, like too human. All right. The demo came out. People had issues with the controls. It sold less on launch day than it would have been had the demo not released. Then after the game came out and you had the whole Valkyrie animation, like too human had a whole bunch of reasons why people disliked it. And as the word spread, people just did not buy the game. It ended up not doing no. too well. And Dennis Dyack. When he gets on to, like, interviews and stuff, he starts talking like a real righteous asshole. And to this day, I feel like people don't like Dennis Dyack. Like, if he speaks, people will not listen. So I think he... Like, people want an Eternal Darkness too, but they also don't want to give Dennis Dyack money to make it happen. Well, I, want, so, I still want Daikatana too. No, you don't. Why are you going to say that? Well, because I just I didn't feel like John Romero sufficiently made me. You're his working. Bitch. You're working too hard for a joke, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the um. I just, it just it just occurred to me because you're talking about you know another another creator who sort of went over the top to some degree. He went too far with the hype. And the product was not, did not live up to the hype. And, you know. Yeah, but if you look up, there's a, the, the, the no clip documentary guys, they did a video with John Romero, and he's often like Ireland or Scotland getting, like, making his own games with his son and being happy. So, That's true. I mean, he has a happy ending at least. Yeah, I don't blame the guy. Um. No, I mean, seriously, he, that video makes me want to move out that way. It's like, man, America sucks. I want to go there. They got, like, brick roads. 
still. Yeah, no, it's cool. Now, actually, so so I brought up Daikatana. Is that maybe like one of the first cases we have? Not not the first, because you can maybe go back to something like Pac-Man on the Atari and say, "Oh like, God, yeah, ET." Oh, ET e. was on the ET or Pac-Man, but these. So Pac-Man, I can, I can just think of because everyone's like, "Oh, like I think the, you know, the idea was you bring the arcade the arcade games to your home," and the Atari game was complete crap. And it was just some like janky jack. Uh, <laughs> and E.T. was obviously horrible, but I think, and sort of leading into the modern era, I always think of Daikatana. Um, I remember seeing, I remember getting the gaming magazines and seeing it, and you're like, oh, this game's going to be so cool. And I never got it. Um, and I, until actually like, kind of like a few years later, I got it for like $1.99 or something like that. Oh yeah, uh, it dropped in pr- price real quick. Yeah. But I remember seeing like, oh, it's gonna be so cool! Like the guy who worked on Doom and it's 3D and time travel and swords and robot frogs, and <laughs> and then it comes out and everyone's like, this game is terrible. Do not buy this game. And you're just kind of like, oh, I guess the hype just kind of like the hype bubble. Just... I think part of that is also just because of the nature of what games development was, which is for the most part a bunch of kids in their rooms or in their basements or something. And and it's sort of the same for Atari in a lot of ways, but different with, yeah, I mean, these are people that didn't have to really... They didn't have to really censor themselves before for publicity's sake. Right. And now all of a sudden they're in the spotlight because you have... Because uh, after, you know, a lot of the stuff with... Um, oh, what the hell was the name? What... F- some Frog Studios... Bullfrog, uh, Bullfrogs, where Peter Peter Molyneux was, yeah. Oh yeah. And that's the thing, like he, he he made some great stuff, and then yeah, Project Ego, which eventually becomes Fable. He just like his big thing is he cannot stop himself. He just he would basically come up with an idea during the interview and be like, oh yeah, we're gonna put this in the game. Yeah. And he he'd go back to the studio and like the, the people on the team would be like, "Why did you say that? We, we had no plans. We don't have anything for that." And, and it's just like the perfect example of game it, it, he he yeah, game he, hype. Yeah. Game hype. And the game comes out and you know what they were they were fun action I RPGs. Liked, I liked Fable 1 and 2. Yeah, and they had so I play only played 1 and 2 and they had some cool elements like with you know, what was it? Um, I remember, I think it was in Fable 1, I was always using the, the spell to slow down time in my fight. So I, I think like they a, both had them, had it, yeah. A warrior mage. And, like, my dude got old so fast. He was, like, <laughs> jacked. Because I was, like, a warrior primarily. But yeah, that's generally how it happens. And he, so he was, like, he was, like, ancient jacked man. Um, it's how it happens. But and yeah, no matter was, what you, it was cool. You, like it, he had some character, and it, it gave something that that his you know the reflection. But was it everything? You know, were you gonna like have all of these all these other customization and realism? No, it, none of it was there. You it did was, not have the co op, and even when they added it in Fable Two, it was not the co op that people expected. And very simply, he said you would be able to plant an acorn and later in the game it would become a tree there is nothing in the game for that and largely because the hardware couldn't support it at the time 
So, yeah, I mean, he just had these ideas that they could not support and do. But you're right. It hyped people up. And now people don't, like, he's still living with that. People do not trust Peter Molyneux. And people, there was always that skepticism about Fable kind of a deal. Yeah. Because Peter Molyneux is just this excitable guy that wants to do weird, interesting stuff with video games. And I don't know, maybe, maybe he's just too old for game design or maybe he's just games he, he's not contemporary enough i don't know yeah i don't know um, it's, it's interesting i mean i feel like that's uh that's another element to it right so we have that's the creator to the hype right we have this, we have there's... no man's sky is a modern example mm, no i mean man, no, no man's, man's sky i feel like sean murray like uh, people still give like vilify him i think he really was in that Peter Molyneux position where he was just excited. All these things were planned and then they couldn't happen, but he had no one there to basically be like, here's what you're allowed to talk about. Here's what you're allowed to say. And then like if, when he starts talking too much to come up and be like, no, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Like he didn't have someone there to, you know, be publicist for him, to help him, to let him know what's okay. What's not. So he's just talking as he would, as he would himself. And all of a sudden, now we have a game that people expected these great things out of. In fact, yeah, how, how, how could we even start this topic without even bringing up No Man's Sky? I mean, th- yeah, it's the most recent example of hype. And the thing is, I don't even think it's entirely Sean Murray's fault. It is in some ways, but I think the biggest problem, and I think I said it on this podcast even, is Sony... Revealed that game on stage. Like it was a triple A game and not an indie game. Mm. And automatically that. And, and now, of course, this guy's got all attention. Of course, he's excited. He's like, yes, people are seeing this awesome thing I'm working on. And now I get to talk about it, man. That's a crappy card to be dealt because he's inexperienced. He doesn't yeah. know what he's saying. And then you overpromise and under deliver and. So that's, I mean, that's, as you say, that's another element of the hype. So, so we've got, we sort of talked about, so we've got the, like, the hype trailer, the sort of corporate, the corporate... Be excited about this! Yes. <laughs> we have Isn't scientifically this awesome? designed this trailer to make you excited about our product. It's um, like, it's like, take, take the everything is awesome song from the Lego movie, but apply the Batman metal music filter to it. Everything is awesome! You know, that whole thing. Uh, and, I mean, that's um, the Justice League trailer. Tell me it's not. It's basically... <laughs> Darkness! Exactly. No parents! We've got Aquaman! And Wonder Woman! <laughs> um, so, the... Um, but mostly Darkness... So we have that we have that uh, that element of the hype. Then we have things like the the reviews, the sort of the the media that goes around it, um, the previews and the reviews. Like, oh, this is groundbreaking. This is great. Ten out of ten. And that's the thing. Like, what are the conditions that most of these people review? Because there are a lot of places where basically to get a review done, they will fly you out to a location and be like, okay. All you guys are going to sit here at your personal stations with our people to help you out, and you're going to play the game for like eight to ten hours, and then you're going to go right here. With an unlimited supply of Red Bull and Cheetos. 
It's um, not even an actual review copy that's sent to you. And even if it is, it's like, okay, here, get through the game in three days and then review it. Right. Then you've got then you've got another element that's the fans. Um, like, oh, MG, I can't wait for my Switch! Um, or whatever, what? else, whatever else is going on. Uh, then you sort of have this other element of the personalities themselves. YouTube uh, personalities, you mean? What's that? Do you mean YouTube personalities? No, the developer personalities. Oh, People yes, People like yes. John Romero and Peter Molyneux and uh, what's the guy's name with No Man's Sky? Murray? Sean Murray. Murray. Murray, Murray. Yeah. It's spelled where, Murray. Where you, you get somebody on stage or you get somebody an interview and... They don't have enough of a filter yet. Yeah, they don't have... It's either, it's not, or there's either an issue of filter... Or just like, um, it's like the it's like the politician thing, right? <laughs> like, like I'm gonna tell you everything that you want to hear, and even if they're con- these things are contradictory and can't ever possibly happen, I'm gonna tell it to you right now, and you're gonna vote for me. You're gonna buy my game because this is everything <laughs> that you've ever wanted in a game. Uh, Sim America. It's it's a realistic arcade shooter okay it's it's a it's a it's a twin stick first person uh, <laughs> sorry stop taking the joke too far get to the point damn it but that's that I mean, that, that is the point we have these so that's that's kind of like the fourth all the different things where the would you personalities sort of fall can go off the rails because I feel like YouTube personalities, like, and from my pers- my my pretentious, you know, stick up my ass perspective, most YouTube personalities are basically fans with subscribers. So most of the time, like, I don't consider their arguments very well informed. I consider them no different than just a random guy just grabbed off the street. Because right. okay, they have a YouTube channel. They paid a lot of money for a really expensive camera. They made their channel a partner of YouTube, like, that doesn't They mean... tell vaguely anti-Semitic jokes. Oh, God. And... <laughs> they, they, yeah. But it's like, that doesn't necessarily make... Even if you're entertaining, like, even some of them that make me laugh. Like, I love Video Game Donkey because he makes me laugh. He's not a reviewer, he's an entertainer. And I think that is definitely a very different... Like, that, like, that is an important thing to differentiate. But... These people are called, like, influencers now. It's like that stupid Sprite commercial before the movie where the guy just says, oh, like, all these influencers. It's just a bunch of teens on the fucking park with their phones and shit. And it's like... Well, it's like, it's the... That's, that's, that's a part of it. They're the, and they're also, they're like the... How, how would you call it? They can even be bought! Yeah, that's what what I was going to say. It's it's like the, um... Right, it's like the... Ah, what's the word for it? I'm out of words. I don't know, I just feel so get off my lawn right now. Yeah, but you... <laughs> the sort of, I don't want to say the corporate media, but like the... Right, this is the... You know, here's your shill, here's our shill that looks like a totally normal cool guy, and he's awesome, he has a YouTube channel, and he's hip with all the cool kids, check out his Snapchat. Um... But here's 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 our guy with our approved message from Ubisoft about the next Assassin's Creed game. Uh, he's totally cool. He knows no disclaimers. Cool he's not going to let anyone know not, that someone yeah, paid totally, him money. But like, give yeah, it. Here's our here's basically what we want him to say about our new game. 
Uh, and there's, I think there's an element to that too. Um, so basically, we've got all of this height conspiring. And what what do we what do we do? Um, I'm gonna go play Mass Effect. We drink. Yeah, you go play Mass Effect. I I, I drink myself into a. And I'm gonna compare it. I'm just gonna spend the whole time comparing it to The Witcher Three. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of other people are comparing it to Breath of the Wild because it is very common for people. I've heard a lot of people say it's unfortunate that Horizon Zero Dawn released so close to Breath of the Wild because I can't help but compare. You've obviously been drinking and too much because I said I was going to go play Mass Effect because of all the hype. I thought you said you were going to play Horizon. No. And then I hear Horizon. I don't know. You're right. I have been drinking too much. It's time to end the podcast. We have no conclusions. We might talk this, about hype later. Was this I don't the know. best podcast? I don't God, know. God, no. No, no. <laughs> Hell no. We can't really say for sure. Have you listened to every podcast ever? Uh, I give I, I give this podcast about a 3 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> no way, man. It's totally an 11 out of 10. I turn it up to 11. All right. Nothing, and then we're the SJ, and then I'm an SJW because I brought up uh, Wonder Woman. But you're a gamer gator because you left her out. I, <laughs> do not call me a gamer gator, <laughs> unless that's like a new, cool new thing where it like no. looks like an alligator, but it's like no, a cool, shut like, up. Okay, we're sheet. done. It's like shut the up. gamer. Shut up, gator. Shut up. Shut up. No. Okay. I meant I drank too much. Come on. All right, this episode's done. Thank you for listening, everyone. Have a good night.